0: Zadarius Smith. He is D U N done for the time being for the Green Bay Packers. He's on the IR for a minimum of three weeks with a back injury. Now, what, Zadarius Smith played 18 snaps against the New Orleans Saints, most of them on third downs. He did you know, you really didn't you know, do too much, right? But now Rowdy knows Zadarius Smith moving forward. How concerning Hey, how concerning is that for you and the Packers and that Joe Barry defense moving forward with no Z'Darrius Smith, who's kind of been the heart and soul of this Packers defense? Past I mean, obviously,
1: obviously it's a big hit because he's one of the captains, or used was. to be one of the captains on the team. He
0: was pretty hacked off. He wasn't voted captain again, by the way. I also
1: find it kind of strange, though, right? So do I. The fact that he wasn't voted a captain after being voted captain, and if I remember correctly, Wasn't he voted captain in the first year that he signed with the Packers? Yep. So you're telling me a guy that had been there now, this would be his third year, he was voted captain in the first season he got there and the second season he got there. Obviously put two really good years together. Phenomenal. And now all of a sudden just randomly... Gone. he doesn't get voted as team captain
0: wasn't, wasn't it a really weird off season for him too like first he was like hacked off about his contract and then he wasn't practicing well, and then, then they it, wouldn't say anything about his back injury there
1: were rumors that he was hacked off about his contract he tried to put him to bed yeah but then they kind of keep they kept popping up yep and then all of a sudden he's got a back issue
0: yeah because first they wouldn't say anything about an an injury it's like oh yeah we're trying to get him going yada 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 and everyone kept saying, like, well, what's up with his, his, his uh, being disgruntled? It's like, oh, that's, you know, we don't talk about that. That's yeah. The and then remember when he put his house up
1: for sale? Yeah. And everyone freaked out and he's like, no, no, no. It's just a great market. I'm trying to sell
0: it. Yeah. But then you got to buy in this market too, which is not, it's good to sell, Rowdy. Not good to buy. But
1: yeah. A lot of, lot of strange things with Zadarius Smith in the last, I guess, couple of months. Yep.
0: And then when he wasn't voted a captain, then he tweeted out, it was just, wow. And he was obviously a little uh, perturbed by it. Wow, he says. Well, now he's done for a minimum three weeks with a back injury. And let, let me ask you this, too, uh, the weirdness of Zadarius Smith and everything going on. If he truly had a back injury and it was bad like this, why did they play him 18 snaps against the Saints? Just, just maybe they didn't think it was that bad and he could play through it. Everyone's injured in the NFL, essentially. But it was week one. But it was week one, one. (laughs)
1: especially when you didn't play in preseason. You didn't practice at all. Your practices are limited compared to what they were just a couple years ago.
0: I thought I've I've just had this weird gut feeling about the Zadarius Smith situation. Something's just strange. Something's just off with it. But hey, maybe that's me. And now Rowdy, he's not going to be playing for a minimum three weeks. They want him obviously to be fresh and healthy for you know near the middle to the end of the season and hopefully a playoff run. Uh, but now this is something that we have been keeping a, a close eye on, obviously. You and I definitely uh, did not agree with moving up in the draft and uh, selecting Rashawn Gary, right? Well,
1: obviously, if people remember, I hated the pick.
0: Yeah, I I was beside myself, too. In fact, Nelly hated it so much. Well, I don't even know how this came to be. Rashawn Gary blocked Nelson on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. because he's a coward. You never even, like... I don't even think you said anything bad about it. Just said you no. didn't agree with the pick. Yeah, and I didn't even. So obviously,
1: you never trashed like, him, did you? He had like two. Doesn't he have like two two Twitter accounts? Like oh, his account and yeah. like his business, his uh, agency. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even. I didn't even tag <laughs> his agency or him in it. I just like, you know, used his name. So he either a had to be searching for his name, or someone told him. Yeah, or something like that. I don't I
0: don't know. There, two of things had to have happened. One, he was just searching his name on Twitter and seeing anyone like, and you weren't even trash-talking him. You were just like saying you didn't want, like him at the pick there, right?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think I said anything too malicious.
0: No. So either someone, or either A, he was searching his name and didn't like a, a tweet of yours saying that, like, I can't believe the Packers traded up to get him, or B, more evidence that everyone listens. Well, oh, I'll tell you this. That once someone I saw, told him that you were talking smack about him and he just went and blocked you. Once he
1: blocked me, I will say this. That just fueled my fire even more.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, because it's kind of soft, right? It's not like Nelly was Soft doing as hell. It's not like Nelly even like, said anything bad about him. It was just like, I don't agree with the draft pick. They should have you know, selected somebody else. So here we are, though, Rowdy. Zadarius Smith is out. Now I think we're gonna get without him. See, remember, I was like, I was like, ah, yeah, Rashawn Gary.
1: He's got the athletic ability. He's got all of the combine numbers, but he's kind of been the guy that was tagged as a. Well, he kind of works when he wants to work. Yeah,
2: he's Takes not necessarily
1: off. a go-getter. Takes plays off. Mm-hmm. Has trouble learning different techniques. It could take him a while to to change from being a you know four-three defensive end to a three-four outside linebacker, and. Basically, my thoughts were, yeah, I don't mind that pick if it was like late first round, early second round. But remember, because that was the first time the Packers had a top 12 draft pick in like years. Yep. And all of a sudden, that's what they did with it. Yeah. A then, guy that wasn't even going to help you. And they they let that be known that he wasn't even really yeah. going to be in the rotation his rookie year. Didn't they say, like, he's we're going to ease pick. him in? We're going to ease yeah. him in? Yeah. At the 12th he's, pick. He's, he's going to take at least a year or two to figure out to how develop. to develop. Yeah.
0: Uh, what are we talking about? He's the 12th pick. Yep. And then I think the time that he blocked you was around, remember when he had those videos out of him, like, practicing on the beach? Yeah. Well, like, just on the beach? And I think you had said something, like, okay, well, because everyone kept messaging with these videos, right? Now they're like, kind of trolling you, like, look how good he is. And you're like, the dude's practicing on a beach. Yeah, pretty much on air. By himself. Like it's, Great. There was a couple cones in the sand, and he was running around them. Like, okay, well. A lot of people look good when they do that. It's, you and I will look glorious doing that, Rowdy. But Nelly, now we get Rashawn Gary. Uh, let's see here. Preston Smith is already going to be doing his thing. Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Garvin, and Chauncey Rivers. And then they added Ladarius Hamilton from the Tampa Bay practice squad to bolster that position. I, uh, he's a rookie from North Texas. I don't think we're going to see too much of Ladarius Hamilton, but now's the time, Rowdy. Rashawn Gary, this is the guy that's got to step up and fill the void, correct? Isn't this isn't this why the Packers selected him 12th, is to see this payout in dividends starting tonight against the Lions? Yeah,
1: and you kind of saw that last year when he started to get more run because Preston Smith wasn't playing very well and he was banged up last year as well. Rashawn Gary started to turn heads last year. Like, there were moments, I guess you would say, two years ago, where like, man, see... Sometimes he just looks really good, and then there was a lot of eh yeah. his rookie year. But last year, once he got a little bit more run, it looked like he could really be something year three. And now, like you said, it's this it's is, him, It's him. his time to show it. This and is he's it. playing against the Detroit Lion team, which, oh, by the way, they're not great. No,
0: they are not great. They are definitely not great. So we'll talk some more Packers defense. I have comments from Joe Barry on the way. I got a tweet here. Uh, let's see here, too one from J8 Krebs. What up, Jordan? He says Packers 17 Lions 24. What? If that if that comes true. He said, "Well, here's what he says. Here's the caveat." He says, "This is the Aaron Rodgers heart game. If we lose, it means he's done with the Packers." Is this the Aaron Rodgers heart game? Is it the Joe Barry defense game? Is it the let's get, you know, the running backs going game? What kind of game is this? I like that idea. That, well, I don't like the notion, but I like the, what he said, the Aaron Rodgers-Heart game. Roddy, do we need to see Rodgers go out there and show a
1: little heart? Yeah, well, you asked me, you kind of posed that question at the beginning. They need to go out there and, and dominate the Lions. They're a bottom five team in the NFL. Yep. Packers were supposed to be a top five team in the NFL. Yep. You remember what we said after the Wisconsin Badgers lost to Penn State, but they completely, for the pretty much outplayed them the whole time, and they should have won the game? Yep. Don't overreact in week for week two. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Exactly. Like the, at the, the beginning of the honest. season, pretty much everyone that knows anything about football thought the Packers were a top five team in the NFL. Yep. Let's not get too high or too low until we see what happens against Detroit. But I'm kind of with Krebs on that tweet. If they go out there and look like ass and lose to the Detroit as, Lions as,
0: as, on as, Monday as. night at home. Not good, Rowdy. Then it's alarms. I'm hitting the panic button. Alarms. I'm hitting the panic button. Uh, Let's see here. Packers JT on Twitch says, This Packers defense is scaring the bleep out of me. Do the Lions put 30 on the board? He goes, We could get back to winning 41-38 to on a weekly basis. Uh, Rodgers needs to get it going. If the Lions score 30 points tonight, I'm going to be very worried. Big time. The Lions did put, uh, let's see here, on the San Francisco 49ers, they put up 33. But again, it was late. Niners won 41 33 week one. As uh, let's see here, the Lions put 10 up, zero in the first, 10 up in the second, seven in the third, then 16 in the fourth. But it was the Niners who used a big second quarter, 24 points to really separate themselves uh, from the Lions. But if the Lions could put up 33, I know it was late though, uh, 33 on a good Niners defense. What's that say about a bad, uh, you know, a right, right? Am I wrong in calling the Packers defense bad right now?
1: the only thing with that 49ers game is that defense could have potentially i see i didn't watch the game
0: i, I was at hoot we were at hooters yeah. at the end of it
1: they could have potentially taken their foot off the gas cuz they were up they're a big yeah they're blowing the hell out of and them. then all of a sudden some garbage time touchdowns by detroit gives them a backdoor co- cover. cover Man. So I don't know if that was just 49ers taking their foot off the gas or Detroit finally figuring it out. I'm probably going to go with uh, more of the Foot first, off the gas. Yeah, yeah, foot off the gas.
2: With a little music. Hey,
0: yeah, man. It on and
1: rip the off.
0: Is this the greatest theme to ever grace the television for a sporting event? It's
2: a pretty good one.
0: I think it is. No offense to Luther Vandross in a One Shining Moment. That's kind of cheesy. This is just pure, this is just pure unadulterated. Uh, it's not
2: rock and roll. Hillbilly rock? I love the, uh, the Hill- amount of people who are, like, not at home watching this.
0: There's nothing better. Are you ready? Is that perfect straight? It was. There's Bob Saget. We're ready. There's the Looney Tunes. You think when Hank Williams Jr. wrote this song, he's like, you know what? I got, I got an all timer right here, guys.
2: Yeah. And they're like, okay, Hank. They're like, no, just trust me. I got an all timer. Just put some super cuts of football, me on a stage. You're going to be more famous than anything my dad ever did. Yeah, take that Hank Sr.
0: You go, like, no, there's a Hank the Third. Rockabilly, thank you, G Dub. Rockabilly, honky tonk music. Is there? There's a Hank the Third. He's uh, he's a little more unsavory than the other two. I'll tell you that much. I rock with him. It's like new metal country.
2: Yeah, check this. Out yeah,
0: interesting. Hank Three. It's like uh, he met with a bunch of like hardcore rockers, but still got that like twangy voice. They talk about just getting drunk constantly. It's pretty good. All right, Monday Night Football. We have ourselves. It's pretty good. No, I'm not gonna lie. Monday night football. We got ourselves Packers hosting the Lions. Everybody but speaking of that,
2: Monday night.
0: Boys, we got the Twitter poll right here. The Packers. If the Packers are to beat the Lions tonight, what aspect of the game do you want to see take over? Aaron Rodgers bounce back? Defense stifles or the running game pounds? Right now, the defense stifling. 50% of the vote early returns, and I'm gonna tell you guys this. Oh my God, Besides my rowdy friends on Monday night, I voted already for defense stifling because I know that Aaron Rodgers has the ability to you know pick up at where he left off as an MVP caliber player, which he was last year. I don't have any doubt that Rodgers can do it. My question, though, is what the hell is Joe Barry and that defense going to bring to the table? I need to see something. Otherwise, it's going to be like Dom Capers 2.0 all over again at the end of his career. <laughs> I need to see something from that defense, especially against a bad Lions team. Well, I
1: think they're bad. I think the easy answer for me would say I need to see all of those come true. I need to see the defense look good. I need to see Rodgers look good. I need to see them be able to run the football and control the line of scrimmage, especially since they are working with such a younger offensive line now with two rookies being thrusted into the starting lineup. We don't like the easy
0: answers here, though, Rowdy. Yeah,
1: you got to pick one. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I picked Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers, I voted for Aaron Rodgers because if he's going to – We always have talked about forever that Aaron Rodgers is the make or break with this team being good or not. Like at one point when he broke his collarbone, he was worth like nearly 10 points to the NFL line and spread Mm -hmm. like that. He was like the one of the most valuable players ever, according to Vegas, when he got hurt. Like we know he's that good and pretty much every single year besides, I think even you could say now. You would say that the backup quarterback was very underwhelming for the Green Bay Packers, whether it was just one of them or if they tried to rotate like three or four, like in a couple of those seasons. Yeah. You need to see Aaron Rodgers play well because I know if Aaron Rodgers is not playing up to an Aaron Rodgers caliber level, this team has zero shot at winning a Super Bowl this year, anyways.
0: I like we, it. Robbie. We've seen him
1: carry defenses that were crappy to NFC championship games. Uh, we've seen him doing a lot. Now uh, the reason why I need to see Rodgers is because Zadarius Smith has a bad back because they're a little banged up and the defense is super new. And Joe Barry is, is I guess you would say newer at this role with the green Bay Packers. I get it. If they don't look a hundred percent ready to go, but if, if Rogers is going to sandbag all year, cause he doesn't want to be here. They're screwed anyways. Yep.
0: RJ, did you vote in the Twitter poll yet?
1: No, I have
2: not yet. Have you
0: had an inkling of what? Uh, for me, I'm going defense because uh I mean, obviously what Robbie said, I would like to see all of it happen. Uh but for me, I do believe Rodgers and if he has a stinker tonight, though, I'm going to have a different story tomorrow. But if, <laughs> I do believe Aaron Rodgers can get back on the good foot and show you what it's like cuz we've seen him we've seen the offense start slow under Rodgers in many years past and you know, he was out in Hawaii doing his thing and who knows what he was doing, but he was doing his thing. So I, we know I've seen Rodgers start slow before and get it together and, as Rowdy said, lead a team to an NFC Championship game, uh, especially bad defenses. But they brought in Joe Joe Barry to be better than Mike Pettin. Well, I think they were trying to bring in Jim Leonard to be better than Mike Pettin. Then Jimmy Leonard said, no thanks, I'll we'll save the Badgers. But Joe Barry is supposed to be an upgrade over Mike Pettin and that defense. It's essentially the same guys. So Mike Pettin didn't have a bad defense. It was you know was better than most last year. I need to see the defense kind of bounce back because I saw the New Orleans Saints stomp all over them. And then I saw a defense that Aaron Rodgers, back to Rowdy's point too, uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers couldn't get uh, anything going against the Saints defense. Then I saw Sam Darnold and the Panthers kind of pick apart the New Orleans Saints defense. But I want to see the defense first stand up
2: because I know Rodgers can get it going. Here's the thing. Joe Barry isn't supposed to be better than Mike Patton. Jim Leonard was supposed to be better than that is that is Is that what it is? This this is this was a pick that was just like yeah I know this guy we're bringing him in I honestly like Joe Barry was seems more like a panic pick of all right well he said no what do we do now we didn't have any other candidates. Do
0: you think Joe That'd Barry like. was a safe pick because they thought this was the last year of Rodgers and Devontae Adams, or possibly Devontae Adams, but definitely of Rodgers? I don't know how you no,
1: could consider you can't say it it's safe. A safe. He's, because he's been he horrible. Well, good. <laughs>
0: no, safe as in it's a guy that's been around the league for a, ro- a long time so he knows how to like implement a system and be buddy-buddy as opposed to a new guy coming in with a brand new philosophy and system. Well,
2: Not why, safe. Would, why would it matter if the offense is Safe as a guy who's a
0: veteran of the, veteran of the NFL. Like a guy who's been in the NFL for a long time. Well, but that, if they that were,
1: were going to run on that notion, then they might as well have hired dom capers back yeah who's a consultant now with the lions yeah because I mean, that's also a guy that at one point had a decent track record but like the last 10 years was pretty bad track record does it and feel he's bad. been around a long time
0: does it feel like to you guys that the packers had their heart and mindset on one man and one man alone and then as you suggested rj they panicked with joe Barry. they did not have a solid number two
2: <laughs> I, I guess Joe yeah, Barry. Honestly, Joe Barry put a I solid think, number two out yeah, there in the first I th- game. I think it turned into like, where do we go now? Here, this guy I interviewed. We're picking him.
1: Yeah, it was like, okay, we we can't unsee what Petten did in that Tampa Bay game. Yeah, we we can't unsee some of the things where he's really struggled, even though he had been a a good boost and and some good energy to the Packers at first when he got there and made them a lot better, obviously.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when obvious ugh, when Leonard goes no. That, how bad does that look though? That's bad. A division one uh college coordinator who has really no NFL experience coaching as a defensive coordinator straight up tells you no I'm not interested. I'm After gonna like stay. Four interviews. I'm gonna stay yeah. at the University of Wisconsin Madison and it's already a, a school in which a lot of people have said they don't pay enough yeah. as uh
0: and did you hear all the interview process? They had like they had like two Zoom interviews that were like eight hours long. They were talking on the phone constantly for hours on end. They had two face to face meetings. The second face to face meeting was him being, "Hey, thanks but no thanks." Yeah, that's not a good look. Well, it for sounds the like
1: the, the Green Bay Packers and that uh, front office has had a lot of uh, meetings and flights and everything to try and coerce guys to come back and, and sign on, and no one really wanted to. No, I'm talking a, for Rodgers
0: yeah. and yeah. for Jim Leonard. <laughs> uh, RJ, is that? A, I mean, we're glad. All, we're all glad that Jimmy Leonard stayed with the Badgers. Yeah, I mean, selfishly I, I think uh, it's, selfishly it's, I want to see him on the Packers, but I'm glad. I think with the it Badgers. says a
2: lot more about the Packers than it does about Jim Leonard. I mean, it, oh, you, yeah. you don't go to the third interview, not wanting to give it consideration. I mean, it's not. You don't just do your due diligence. And go through interview three or four. Yeah. Like, the Zoom meetings were probably good. The phone conversations were probably good. But when he put boots on the ground in Green Bay, something had to have happened where he was like, eh, I don't know about this.
0: (sighs) I know. I I really wanted Jimmy Leonard to be the D.C. for the Packers, but then at the same time, I know week one, if uh, Packer fans would already be calling for his head, they would want him fired. Well, I don't think he would have saw that week week one. Week one
2: doesn't happen.
0: Yeah, that's probably true. But eventually in the season, probably early, there would be the cheesehead conglomerate to be, fire Jim Leonard, he should have stayed with the Badgers. I got to see, uh, let's see here, The how many times he interviewed. I know I remember reading that article. Well, uh, remember there were
1: probably, it was Jim Lemmer, Leonard, it was Joe Barry, and there was like another guy that had a uh, the very...
2: D, the DB coach unique, for the Rams? Yeah,
1: very unique name. I can't remember who it was. And then there was really no one else that was really rumored to be talked to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like, man, okay, Jim Leonard's a huge name, but is Jim is Jim Leonard a huge name if we're not Badger fans and we're not like in the Midwest and he didn't play for the University of Wisconsin?
0: I'm sure he's a big I, name with the the Ryan family. I think Rex Ryan loves him. Yeah, I I still <laughs> other than I, that I don't know. Yeah, the
1: I still don't feel like he's a big Penn name. He loves him. I still like feel like he's not a big name in the NFL. Like he's under the radar. Yeah,
2: but that that's one of those things too. He was probably one of their first choices because he comes from that Rex Ryan, Mike Pettin defensive mind, uh, where those are his two Three, defensive four. coordinators. He's yeah. already
1: suited for. He played for a decade right. in the NFL, but
2: those those were his two defensive coordinators throughout his entire career, or head coach, you know. Yeah. Um, and I I think it was more or less of a Let's get a new look on this scheme, so we don't have to change a bunch of stuff. And then, so for whatever reason, but Joe, he Joe said Barry
1: no. and like the other guy from the Rams, because yeah, there was two. Ra- yeah, it was like who? Oh, huh? a guy that was a bum in Washington and Detroit,
2: and a guy who's and an another upcoming. guy
1: that has like really no experience as being a main DC. Yeah, like. That's it? That's the list?
0: And the other concerning thing, too, right, is you go to that guy who was a bum that was with the Rams. He was still running the same stuff they are doing with the Rams, and Sean Payton week one's like, oh, yeah, we saw that in tape last year, so we just exposed it. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like, it's when you really go back to the candidates for the job, there was only one clear-cut guy that I would say was better than Mike Pettin just on the the surface, and that was Jim Leonard. All the other guys, you're sitting there going, well, Mike Pettin wasn't, all worldly, but he, he made this defense a, a lot while. better. And now you're looking at it. Cause remember the hire we're like, man, this, this doesn't really make a lot of sense. He doesn't have a ton of success, mm-hmm. but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt while well, we're one week in, And I don't think anyone likes what they see.
0: Well, that's why I voted in the Twitter poll today up at zone Madison. And I think you can call it in. Well, actually, if you're trying to call in, I just got a message from my engineer. The f- they're working on the phone lines. Apparently the phone lines took a complete for everyone around here. So if you're trying to call in, just, just wait a bit. Trevor's on it. <laughs> so oh, I'm sorry to disappoint you, RJ. I don't know if we'll get to, this, the uh, music trivia in before the 720 break. No. And I'm sure Charlie's drinking himself to death just knowing that. Uh, Man, yeah. could, you
1: imagine, could you imagine if uh, Trevor never got the phones fixed? That would officially end one of the longest Iron Man streaks ever from Scott Berryman.
0: Yeah. Five years down the train. Every day. Every day for five, six years. So that's why I voted on Twitter, Zone Madison. That still works. That's why I voted the defense for the Packers. Because I need to see it because of how bad we just, the smack talk we put on Joe Barry, like, prove that you're not a bum. Even though you've heard stops where you've already proven you are. Prove you're (laughs) not. I mean, 0-16, you can't unsee that. Uh, But Jim Leonard, uh, after he declined the job, I just found a quote, said a quote, it was me choosing UW. I want to stay at UW. I want to be at this level right now. I'm extremely flattered. An awesome opportunity. But it was not the right time for me to go back to the NFL. But he said it was very real. I was about out the door to do it.
2: But yeah. then he came back. But that, that's all he was on the about practice. out the door until he went for an in-person interview. Yeah. What happened in person that made him say Eh, I don't think so.
0: Let's see. According to Leonard and uh, his agent Tim Valentine, Leonard and Lafleur first spoke via Zoom video conference. Leonard then came to Green Bay on a Thursday. They spoke a Zoom Tuesday, came to Green Bay on a Thursday, and spent the day with Lafleur, who parted ways with Mike Pettin following the Packers' loss. Yada, yada yada. And they talk about how they spent the day with each other. They're still casting a wide net. And then something happened in there where he's like, "Nah,
2: maybe not. I'm not. I'm not ready for this. Maybe they didn't know." Leonard and Pettin were like, they're actually still pretty tight. Yeah, maybe Pettin was like, yo, dude. Or maybe
0: you got a report to this guy named Mark Murphy who's a giant idiot. Or well, maybe, that's what I was going to say. Or maybe
2: somebody b- back there badmouthed Pettin and he was like, no, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I okay. could see
1: what RJ's saying, but also I, I, if you're Jim Leonard, I don't know how you get past this. The first person shaking your hand once you get out of the, the, the car at the facility is Mark
0: Murphy. and You're like, oh, <laughs> God, I'm done.
2: Brag about myself. But
0: (laughs) Uh, he said, quote, I've got a ton of respect for Green Bay as an organization. And I've said my piece about UW a lot of times. I love it here. I don't necessarily want to leave. Leonard said these aren't opportunities I'm actively searching for, but they are real. I know the NFL. I know the good. I know the bad being in there for 10 years. I understand what the NFL is. So I don't know. Something was weird there. I'm flattered. It was awesome. I got a ton of respect for Matt and what we're doing. And obviously, everyone knows how close they are to winning the Super Bowl. It's an awesome opportunity to get. Here's the thing. He said they know how close they are to winning the Super Bowl, yet you still turn it down. Something in that. Something happened. Something in there. And now we got, you know, Joe's Berries. Joe's Berries? Which were on display. Two S's? Joe's Berries, which were on display against the Saints, and they were pretty little Berries. BetUS.com. Steve says, good morning, boys. Oh, this is a Brewers question, then here's a Packers question. Also, Joe Barry's defense was no worse than Coach Aaron Rodgers' offense last week. And how good are the Saints? They got their butts kicked yesterday by the Carolina Panthers. Okay, Rowdy, so the Saints lost, what was it, 26-7 to the Carolina Panthers, I want to say. After the yep twenty six to seven, they lost to the Carolina Panthers after just dismantling the Green Bay Packers. Do you put much stock into other teams and how they beat teams that beat us? Because the Panthers, Sam Darnold had three hundred five passing yards. Sam Darnold had two touchdown passes last time I checked. Aaron Rodgers had two interceptions and a hundred and something passing yards and looked like ass. Well, do you take we talked about stock? this
1: a little bit earlier. But uh, I think Carolina was like one of the more underrated teams on those rankings when we went through them, when they ranked every team in the NFL one through 32. Mm -hmm. I thought they seemed pretty low because I was ever since Matt Rule was at Baylor. I thought he was a big fan because he did more with less than like a ton of guys, kind of like what Paul Chris had done over the years with Wisconsin. Mm hmm. So I was a huge Matt Rule guy, and I thought he showed last year that he looked like he could be a competent NFL head coach with, you know, maybe not necessarily the best roster and and having guys have have some injuries. I've always thought that Sam Darnold had some talent, too. I never thought he was as trash as some people did. And then you see, you get them off of the New York jets and you give them a few weapons because Carolina I thought Darnold was good. Carolina does have weapons. Like they do still have Christian McCaffrey. They still do have DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. Like they have some good players. They, even on defense, they have a, uh, you know, a few good players here and there that they nailed in their drafts over the last few years. Like they have some talent. They have some players and now they have a competent head coach. They're not a bad team. And then you had the saints who had the highs of all highs Beating a team in the Packers that were supposedly, you know, favored to win a Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. And let's not forget, they're still dealing like this is week two of dealing with playing on the road, not being able to be home because of the hurricane.
0: Yes. And and the the Saints had a lot of things going against them, right? (sighs) Yeah.
1: And now reality just kind of caught up with them and the Panthers came out there, had
0: a better game plan. Yeah, Jameis Winston, was, played better. Jameis Winston was 11 of 22 for 111 yards and two interceptions. Like, basically, what the Saints did to
1: the Green Bay Packers, the Carolina Panthers did yesterday to the Saints.
0: Uh-huh. So do you put any stock to that if how the Packers performed against the Saints and be like, oh, my God, they're not that good?
1: Well, until they play this game tonight, it's only one game. Yep. And it was
0: a bad one. And it was a stinker. Speaking and looking around the NFL. I've kind of been actually waiting
1: for this Monday night game. Since like Sunday at six thirty,
0: I was like, I was thinking like last Sunday at like halftime of the Packers Saints game. I was like, can we just flash forward? Well, or... I'm like, okay, we need we need to flash, <laughs> forward, flash forward, forward to, to week us?
1: two because I either need to hit a panic button or I'm going to be like, oh, that was just a blip on the radar. Yeah,
0: around the NFC North though, Rowdy, the Chicago Bears hang on and get it done over the Cincinnati Bungles. Did you did you happen to watch the end of that game? The Bears were trying to give it away at the end there. Um, I was
1: monitoring it but I I wasn't actively watching. I had it on the other channel. I was watching uh uh what was on the C- uh, I had CBS on.
0: Yeah, the, uh, Justin Fields got it ex- you know his first really extended look as a pro because he uh he came in in the second half after Andy Dalton went down with a knee injury. A lot of dude ton of injuries yesterday by the way a ton of wide receivers running backs quarterbacks a lot of injuries yesterday there was a decent amount of injuries week one I know there's been a there's been like an insane amount of injuries so far this year yesterday they were falling like flies so Andy Dalton goes down and then Justin Fields comes in does just enough to get it done as the Bears go on to win 20 to 17 Justin Fields was 6 of 13 60 yards passing one interception uh, with his legs, though, Fields carried the ball 10 times for 31 yards. Uh, Bears in the defense really get it done. Uh, Joe Burrow uh, was throwing some picks yesterday. He threw three interceptions on three straight passes. Not as bad, though, when it comes to Zach Wilson. As we were talking about You know, Sam Darnold now in the, the Panthers, Zach Wilson, four picks yesterday for the Jets, and the Boo Birds came out big time for him.
1: Yeah, you know it's not a good day when, if you're scrolling Twitter, like I, I follow roughly like at least one or two beat writers for every NFL team. Mm-hmm. Just so I'm staying up to date on like injuries and like kind of news here and there. But you know, it's bad when all of a sudden you're seeing your Twitter timeline just covered in Zach Wilson. Another pick. Yeah. Zach Wilson. Another pick.
0: Zach Wilson started the game all for two, two interceptions. Well, did you remember what he said in preseason? That's tough. Cause hey, yeah. Stop, stop oogling my mom. I know she's hot. <laughs> Is that what no. he said? Well, that was one of the things. Well, actually, he, he told his mom to delete her Instagram account. Yeah, that was what he that's, said. Yeah.
1: Now, the other thing that he said, because I remember watching that Jets-Packers preseason game, is he's not afraid to try things in practice and throw interceptions. He just carried that over to the real game.
0: Yeah. He's also not afraid to throw interceptions in the game as well. Maybe Brett Favre was his favorite quarterback. and then He probably, did play for the Jets for a year. That's right. So the Bears beat the Bungles 20-17, to and then the other game, I just have to play it again because it's so hilarious. The Arizona Cardinals hang on to win 34-33. to The Minnesota Vikings had their chance to win it at the end. Instead, we get another just incredible Paul Allen call. Take a listen. I said, take a listen.
2: High snap, put down, Joseph Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Are Are you my me? Oh my goodness. Oh. Oh my. This, he missed it right. What a gut
1: punch to a team Small that play after play toward the end fought its way back. <laughs> missed it by like
0: a and- Rowdy, another incredible call as the Vikings miss a 37 yarder to win it. And Paul Allen graces us with another fantastic. Yeah, game.
1: unbelievable. Well, how about the Raiders beating the Steelers too,
0: dude? Did you see? Dar- did you see that touchdown pass, the second one from Derek Carr? Just Derek Carr, out? John Gruden now two and zero. Yeah, Carr balled balled out. And then you look around the league. Oh, uh, the Browns came back to beat the Texans thirty one to twenty one. As um, listen, that Texans thing is going to be very interesting because Tyrod Taylor went down with injury. There is another guy that went down with injury. Tyrod Taylor goes down with injury. Davis Mills comes in the rookie and then they have the elephant in the room right the one quarterback sitting there that uh, has it and probably won't play in Deshaun Watson as Davis Mills is now the quarterback for the Texans he he went 8 of 18 102 yards one touchdown one interception with Tyrod Taylor going down i think it was a was it a hip injury for Tyrod it's, whatever it was he went down after running for a touchdown so like, that's, that's going to be that's going to be that's
1: going to be real tough for Houston especially if you got a if you got a roll with a Mid-round draft pick at quarterback after having Tyrod Taylor, who, I mean, he's a bottom handful quarterback in the NFL at the starting level. Yes, and you have a guy that's a top-five quarterback in the league sitting on the
0: bench because of extracurriculars off the field. Yep. Uh, Rams—they moved the two and nothing with Matt Stafford as they beat the Colts twenty-seven to twenty-four. The Bills just demolished the Dolphins thirty-five to ten. The Bills bounce back. To one and one in the season. Oh, yeah,
1: this just in Buccaneers look good again.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh Niners take down the Eagles, seventeen to eleven. Raiders, what you were just talking about, Derek Hart and uncorking some touchdown passes. Uh Broncos take down the Jags, twenty three to thirteen. Teddy two gloves, two tutties, gets it done. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know, man.
1: Yeah. That uh Trevor Lawrence Urban Meyer experiment in Jacksonville, that uh that's two thumbs down for the first two weeks. Yeah, Trevor
0: Lawrence, two interceptions, one touchdown. He you knows five interceptions on the season. Uh, for Lawrence. And then you look uh, real quick around the league. Uh, like Rowdy said, Buccaneers good. Trounce the Falcons 48 25. Big Mike and the Dallas Cowboys. Last second field goal. <laughs> he tried to. He tried to uh, screw it up. Zerline. Well, did you read what happened? I'll have to read it to you. Well, I was sitting there going, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I, I was like, what are you doing, Big Mike? Uh, but apparently, uh, there was issues that forced that 56 yard kick that had them win. Apparently, um, they said, Mark, uh, Big Mike said after the game, one of our players came off that shouldn't have come off. It was a communication error. Then the clock that McCarthy was eyeing on the digital board overhanging SoFi Stadium, the the digital clock went out. They, like, turned the clock off. And mm. McCarthy said, I never had a clock go off the board like that. And then Kellen Moore, the OC, was not in a, be- a better position either because he got blocked by a camera guy from mm. looking at the field level clocks. A lot of excuses coming out from Big yeah. Mike. But here's the thing. They won. And then – uh." What happened? Ravens then bested the uh, Chiefs. You would think, looking at Big Mike,
1: that he'd be able to keep at least one of his eyes that kind of wanders on at least one clock that worked.
0: Yep, I mean, worked out for him. They won the game, <laughs> and then at the end, the Ravens beat the Chiefs thirty-six, thirty-five in a complete, like, crazy game. Oh, and the Titans came back to beat the Seahawks. Yeah, 30. Seahawks
1: blowing a fourteen-point lead in the fourth quarter. You don't see that very often by a team coached by
0: Pete Carroll and led by Russell Wilson. I thought Russ was it goes the other way. I thought Russ was unlimited rowdy. I he was unlimited. He knows no bounds. Well, Mr. Unlimited falls 33-30 to the Titans. How about that shootout, though, between the Ravens and the Chiefs? My yeah, God. finally, Lamar Jackson beat uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that was a crazy game. Tonight, though, Monday Night Football on it. Our Twitter poll of the day. Yeah, I am ready. If the Packers are to beat the Lions, what aspect of the game do you want to see take over? Yes, Hank,
2: I'm ready. ready?
0: Aaron Rodgers bounces back. The defense stifles or the running game pounds. Obviously, we want all aspects of the game to be just a juggernaut for the Packers. But right now, Rowdy, with 45.9%, Aaron Rodgers bounce back is what the masses want to see. Defense stifling at 426 and the running game pounds at eleven point five.
1: Well, when you're looking at Aaron Rodgers and you need him to bounce back, he was the guy that was your MVP last year. He's a three-time MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and he has been for well over a decade. Mm-hmm. That was one of the worst games he's ever played. We'll get ready.
0: Yeah, it sucked. Like he's, that, he's, was, he
1: that was probably a top three worst performance of Aaron Rodgers' career.
0: I think of all starting quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers was the worst starter he was worse. of he, week one.
1: He was worse, and even Trevor Lawrence, who's looked terrible for two weeks now, was even better, playing on a worse team with a worse head coach.
0: P.U. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers was absolutely stinky. And here's the thing. Uh, J.A. Krebs earlier today, he had message in saying that uh, he gave his score prediction that the Lions were going to win. And then said this is an Aaron Rodgers heart game. If Aaron Rodgers doesn't come out and look like he's you know, he's got some heart out on that field, then sound the alarms. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Because we're gonna be in for a long season if Aaron Rodgers doesn't show any heart, Rowdy, against the Detroit Lions tonight. I agree. Well, and off air off air, we were talking about, you know, what
1: would we wanna see for our sporting teams or what would we give up? Like, I'm all in on another Packers Super Bowl. Like, it's been a decade.
0: Yeah, it's and time for another one. We have Aaron Rodgers.
1: In my in my time, in my life, there has been two Packers Super Bowls. Yeah, same. One from Brett Favre, mm-hmm. one from Aaron Rodgers. They were also one of the better quarterbacks in the league for those 30 years, and there's just two of them. Hell, there's only three
0: appearances. Yeah. Can you get... Do you have prop bets for Rodgers, like over-under for passing yards? Can you go to betus.com and find some of those or the research department or something? Yeah, give me a second. I, I would love to know like over-under for touchdown touchdowns and uh, passing yards because Aaron Rodgers needs to have a huge bounce back game. And here's the thing, Matt LaFleur has never lost back-to-back games. And when Rodgers lays a turd out, stinker out there on the field, he actually comes back with a vengeance. Like he, He'll be your huckleberry. He'll go out there and he'll just dominate.
1: But I, I have come up with... Kind of an opinion for what I would love to see. I think we all want a Brewers World Series because no one's ever seen that before. It has
0: never happened before. There's I want never been.
1: There's only been one Brewers team to make it to a World Series. That was in 1982. Like I got neither of us were born.
0: No, I got a half chub rowdy when I saw the Brewers. You know, clinch their fourth straight postseason appearance over the Cubs. Like that's a havesy. Like, that's a Brett Favre, like, half cock picture, right? For me, though, if the Brewers want to win the World Series, that's full-mast. Like, that's what we all want. And that works for you, too, ladies, hypothetically speaking. 285 yards is the over-under for Rodgers, says Lit Bucky.
1: Yeah, I'm all-in on the Brewers winning a World Series. And I'd want to see the Packers obviously win another Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. You can say that you at least made four mm-hmm. and won three with those two great legendary quarterbacks. I think I would even be willing to trade the Bucks championship. And they hadn't won one in 50 years just to see the Wisconsin Badgers beat Ohio State in a Big Ten championship game.
0: Just a bit. You would trade a Milwaukee Bucks championship for the Badgers to beat Ohio State in a Big Ten championship. I think game? so. Yeah, <laughs> a soul for a soul, Rowdy. Dude, we haven't
1: seen him. We haven't seen him be able to beat Ohio State when it matters in would the Big Ten like, championship game. Would you game.
0: be like Thanos? Then you'd like you get all the the power, dude. Are and are if they, they beat stones, them, then they're rings? most likely going to be a playoff team. What does Thanos get? The power gems? What the hell is it called? What's the what are the gems? Oh, the
1: the stones. Yeah. Um,
0: I think all those movies are kind of lame, so I don't remember. What's power gems? Whatever. No, they're stones. Stones. Would you? Would you get all the power stones? Snap your finger to exchange the Bucks championship for the Badgers just to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game? Yeah,
1: because a Big Ten championship game win. Infinity stones. Thank
0: you. Sorry.
1: A Big Ten championship game win against an Ohio State, if it played out how everyone thought it was going to play out at the beginning of the year, you finally get over your Ohio State hump that you. Like, look it, since they, they came up with the divisions when they were legends and leaders, it would always be the Badgers versus Ohio State, and they would lose. Like, almost every single year. Yep. Get over that hump. Get a win. Because if you did, well, I'm going to anticipate that they did really, really well to make it to the Big Ten Championship game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Then you beat Ohio State the powerhouse of the Big Ten, by far the best team in the Big Ten year after year after year, you probably have a playoff spot. So then not only did you get over that hump and won a Big Ten championship, you made the college football playoffs.
0: So what in that movie, Rowdy, I fell asleep And that's four a, teams, not 12 that they're talking about now. I fell asleep during Infinity War twice, and I fell asleep during Endgame like three times. Those movies are pretty boring to me and kind of lame. But Rowdy, I think in, I think it's an end game. Thanos has asked, "But what did it cost you?" And he says, "Everything." That could be Infinity War. But what did it cost Rowdy for the Badgers? It would be a Milwaukee Bucks championship. But what did it cost you? A Bucks championship, and I don't think you'd really mind that, would you? No. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, you want the Brewers to win the World Series. That's that's a one important for me. Is the Brewers of the World Series, right? Yeah, like I'm, Super I'm glad
1: the Bucs obviously finally won. It was over 50 years. I'm glad that a guy like Giannis gets to win a championship because he's yeah, Giannis what it awesome. seems like is an Giannis. overall good guy. Giannis is the man. But, I mean, for me, my personal viewing pleasure, give me a Badgers Big Ten, champion, or a Big Ten championship over Ohio State over a Bucs title.
0: Now what happens about th- – I'm just curious to advance the story. They get to the college football playoffs. Does it matter then what happens to you? As long as they have an Ohio State victory in the Big Ten championship. I mean, game? let's
1: just think about this: the or the Bucks won an NBA championship, and what happened to me the next morning? You, I you, came in an hour late because my phone didn't get in the charger. It wasn't because I was out partying. It wasn't because I was out doing a bunch of thing. It was literally,
0: <laughs> literally, you just your phone died. Yeah, like you were so excited that they won that you forgot to charge your phone.
1: Yeah, I thought it was plugged in when it wasn't. <laughs> like that was hundred percent on me. What did I do? I just if the Brewers win a World Series or if the Packers win a Super Bowl, you're not coming in at all. Or if yeah, that's gonna be the reason why I don't come in until seven is because of other things. Chugging champagne, we we were we were celebrating too much.
0: I would come in. I would still come in on time, but I would be like trashed. I'd be like annihilated. I'd still be hammered from the night before. If the Brewers were to win a World Series or the Badgers to to beat Ohio State, sure or the Packers or Super Bowl, I would be partying. I would party for like a week straight. I'd still be out on air, though. I wouldn't show up late. You, you would show up. You would do that. Because you could rub it in everyone's faces. Hell, even
1: even even if it was a Big Ten championship, like I just said, I'd be way more excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, I was kind of... And I think a lot of Bucks fans were also doing the same. Because we we obviously sit here. We have our show. We hear a lot of Bill Michael's show afterwards. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people that when they went down you know, to the Nets or they went and lost a game to the Hawks,
0: a lot of people were freaking out and jumping off the bandwagon. Uh, J.A. Krebs wrote, Rowdy, I would trade the Packers ever winning again for a Brewers World Series. It's an easy decision. And I quote, I would trade the Packers ever winning ever again. (laughs) A a game or just a Super Bowl? Are we talking a game or the Super Bowl? Because if they never win a game again,
1: I might become a Lions fan to watch at least one win a season. Because
0: I take this tweet as a game. I would trade the Packers ever winning again (laughs) for a Brewers, Brewers World Series. Wow. And one more from Krebs. So like
1: 80s Packers.
0: Well, they they won a couple times here and there, like a <laughs> They game. wins. They, they they found a couple wins here and there, man. But Krebs also says this: I've made every excuse possible for Aaron Rodgers. I'm done with it. I like the way he plays football, but I think he's a turd. If he does not show up against the awful Lions tonight, his career as a Packer is over. And that. And Krebs is one of the biggest Aaron Rodgers apologists that I've known. He has done an about face to number twelve. <laughs> they seem seem like
1: a lot of Rodgers stands are starting to do that, especially the last couple of weeks.
0: And Krebs, just, and I guess a
1: couple months before that,
0: and on the Packers ever winning a game, he says one game, not a not a <laughs> one, one game. game for a well, Brewers. Would you trade the Packers ever winning again for a Brewers Brewers World Series? <laughs> Right now, I
1: think that might be a little extreme, but well, let's see what happens in after like three weeks, and the Brewers are still playing. I might uh, start considering it once that World Series gets closer and
0: closer. Depending on what happens tonight, we'll we'll revisit that topic tomorrow. Well, if the Packers lose tonight, we I will have the Twitter poll: Would you trade away the Packers ever winning again for a Brewers World Series? So I was talking to your guy Becker. Oh, on Saturday because I was telling him how I
1: was headed to the Bre- Brewer game, and
0: what Becker had to say.
1: You know. I hadn't been to one in a long time. Who knows if you ever go to another one again. Has he met
0: up with Marty Bird in the Ozarks yet?
1: And I was talking about how I was looking at tickets for the Wisconsin-Notre Dame game. Because it's at Soldier Field. It's in Chicago. I was like, I'd be interested to go see it. I root for both teams. Obviously, Badgers by far number one. But uh, it would be kind of something cool to see, right? Cone v. Mertz.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. Wisconsin-Notre Dame. Yeah, then I started and I saw that a lot of the tickets were like 300 bucks. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. It's going
0: to be a no for me, dog.
1: Well, Becker and I were talking and then we go, yeah, but if that World Series came around and even if it was like, depending on who they are playing in the World Series, game one or game three at uh, American Family Field, I'll probably unload a few hundred bones. What's your cutoff
0: for a Brewers World Series ticket? Well, that's what we were talking
1: about. I said probably 500. And I go, dude. We'll never. We probably will never see one again. Yeah, there's, yeah, for I sure. I mean, they've been a franchise since 1970. Yep. They've only made it to one other World Series, and they've never won one.
0: Yep. Yep. Man, well, a lot of a lot of talk right now. What we do for <laughs> World Series? <laughs> oh, it sounds. I mean, they're, they're the closest team right now to winning a, a title. I'd be outside the Bucks who just did it. But if you look at the Badgers. I mean, they lost to Penn State. You look at the Packers. They got their ass whipped. By the New Orleans Saints. Oh, well, I'm just thinking out loud here.
1: The Badger Bucks, basketball.
0: I don't know about that. The Bucks up. haven't.
1: The Bucks hadn't won an NBA championship in 50 years. How many times did they make it back to the NBA championship? It wasn't what once, and that was the year after with the. Uh, yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, yeah. a.k.a. Lou Cinder yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And they didn't win, right? Like, that was it. Yep, yeah, they, they got the one. They got to Eastern Conference yep. Finals twice with, uh, well, obviously Giannis in Toronto, and then it was Ray Allen and company against the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Am I missing it? I think that's it. I think you're good. Like, that was... The well was pretty dry for a long time in Milwaukee. Same thing has been uh, for the Brewers in baseball. Like, the... I think outside of that, the last time like they were consistently good was when they were the Milwaukee Braves. Correct. That um, was again. We were talking about when the Lions dominated the '50s. That was in the '50s.
0: Now, I don't know if this mic work. Young Ben Kenny. I I I don't know if this mic works or not. There's like a symbol on it I've never seen before. Speak into the mic. Oh hey hey Ben. Good morning. How's it going? It's all right. What would would you trade away something to see? Like I know you've you've got a Super Bowl win. You know. Sooner than we have.
1: Well, it was like three, four years ago.
0: Would you trade away anything? Like, Krebs says he'd, he'd make it so the Packers never win again to have a Brewers World Series. Easy decision, he says.
3: There's a lot I would give up for a Wisconsin Big Ten championship.
0: Would you give what Rowdy said? Would you give up, let's say, would you give up the, well, it doesn't work. I, I don't want to say, the say championship. Well, I know you're not a Bucks fan, but would you give up the Bucks championship to see the... The Badgers, as Rowdy suggested, beat Ohio State. In the Big well, Ten it Championship would be game. for him,
1: it would be like pretend that the process actually worked yeah. and the Sixers won a title, but you had to give it up. Which is I, funny to think about. I don't know. It's tough.
3: I If you ask someone six years ago, they would say no, because Wisconsin was recently in and winning the Big Ten Championship. But based on what's happened in the last four years with them getting there and competing and being on the doorstep, and like how Ohio State has slightly fallen off from recent form. I, uh, there's a lot I would give up. I don't want to make a, a broad proclamation.
0: It's Sports Talk Radio, Ben. This one's, it's predicated on broad proclamations.
3: I had a bad weekend. I'm not really feeling myself with whoa, whoa, whoa. saying I'll yo, give yo, away young things. Ben
0: Kenny. what do you mean Bucks a bad weekend? championship. What do you mean a bad weekend? What happened?
3: I had a bad Sunday. Oh, the Niners, yeah. No, I don't really care about that. It's what do you Sunday mean? You night. were like,
0: what?
1: The Phillies find a way to lose? Yeah.
0: Oh, I was going to say, last week you were like you were walking around here like peacocking everywhere because the uh, the Eagles won. I well, was right. just happy. And you're like, and you're showing me Jalen Hurts banners all over the streetlights in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure I actually had a message from Ben
1: Kenny. Actually, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let me pull it up here real quick. All right. I had one. From where is it here?
0: Look at rowdy pro at killing time. The suspense is killing me. So the Phillies blew it, eh? Okay, around 8 p.m.
1: last night, Uh-oh. I have a message from Ben Kenny saying he's all in again on the Phillies. No, I
3: am all like,
0: off. Like, no, I mean, it mess, <laughs> it's three a, to two. It means I'm emotionally all in. You're an emotional mess with your Philly team. Yes,
1: man. yes, because here around 8 o'clock. Around 810, I sent him the race for the second wildcard spot in the NL since the all-star break. And it shows how the Padres were basically like the odds on favorite the whole time. And they're flatlining while all the other graphs are moving. Oh, up they and did down. more than flatline. they now, plummeted. yeah, they're now they're just done. And I thought it was actually kind of a cool graphic. It and is. then he says at 813, absolutely nuts. I'm so back in, by the way. <laughs> And emotionally then he was so back out, I guess
3: now. No, I'm not out. I'm just hurt.
0: I'm not out. Hey, the Phillies are only two back at the Braves for the East. I know.
3: They lost Whatever, it's Notre Mass. Dame week. Like, I'm I am i am trying to switch my focus to the thing that actually matters.
0: Alright, I wanna I wanna talk Notre Dame coming up here, actually, boys, in college football. But before that, I do want to give this out here. I said I would. I wanna give a big birthday shout out, and Ben, I want you to too, and Rowdy you as well. On this fine Monday, happy birthday to—he's I mean, not the best of trolls, but one of the trolls of the show. Happy birthday to the king, or as he's known on other programs, Kinger. <laughs> happy birthday, King! Happy birthday to the king. Rowdy, say it one more time. Happy birthday to the king. Ben, you want to say anything to uh, Kinger? Happy birthday. Go have a shot and a beer, King. Make sure you just don't throw up on camera like you usually are like going <laughs> to do. <laughs> Go have your Blackberry brandy and chug your Miller Lite, buddy. You, you earned it.
3: Happy birthday to you. There you go. So were you guys watching NBC at all this weekend? I was uh, in the woods, Ben, walking around. We're not NBC. I'm sorry, Fox. I was in a tenth tent. Cabin. Yeah, there was we're- like a weird glitch on it. So Fox kept there uh, throughout all the games, whether it's baseball or football, they're showing promos for the Notre Dame, Wisconsin game, mm-hmm. but their promo is just like how cool it is when Irish people go to Chicago and like make the river green.
0: Yeah, that's pretty lame. They I didn't see so those. It's so lame. They didn't even talk about Wisconsin. That's because Notre Dame's like the national brand, right? They don't care about little Wisconsin. I know, but they're going to get their asses kicked. Okay. Yeah, and, and
1: the Chicago suburbs are big pockets of Notre Dame fans. I don't know. It was annoying. You'd think they would... uh it's also like the dropkick Murphys
3: are a Boston thing. I don't like how Notre Dame kind of adopted them.
0: Well, let's talk Notre Dame coming up here. Let's talk Wisconsin football coming up here because Rowdy, you said you'd trade away easily the Bucks championship for just the Badgers to beat Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. We'll talk some Wisconsin football. And tonight. I still never would have extended Bud. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Ben Kenny proclaims he watched 12 hours of college football. On Saturday, did your eyes bleed, Young Ben Kenny? Uh, That's what I consider fun. So your, no. your eyes bleeding of watching college football? Not at all. Rowdy, you watched some college football, but then what happened? You went off, uh, absconded away to American Family Field yeah, to watch the I Brewers watched, take down the Cubs.
1: I watched like half of the first wave of the games, just because then I had to be party at the party bus by one o'clock. You had so the I be party. I caught about. An hour and a half of the first wave of games.
0: Uh, I was out in the woods camping in the Kickapoo Valley, but I was keeping an eye on uh, whenever I could get reception. Looking at the scoreline, I noticed it was a close game between Purdue and Notre Dame at halftime, and Jack Cohen's numbers didn't look that great. But Ben, as you were, did you watch part of the Notre Dame game, Rowdy, in Purdue? Uh, a few things here and there. I was I was
1: flicking back and forth between different games.
0: Now the biggest egregious thing I heard was they uh, uh, did not let the drum get in. So Purdue's giant, ten foot tall, five hundred sixty five pound. I drum stand did with not, Notre Dame on that. The not get into the stadium. As do I. They was they were pounding it um outside of the stadium, but Notre Dame ended up pounding Purdue. Also, by the
3: way, that drum fits in the back of a pickup truck. There's no way it's the biggest in the world.
0: Well, I think it's just the tall tale. It's like you know Paul Bunyan and his axe. Yeah, I just think more people need to bring up
3: the fact that it like it, it doesn't look that big. So did the did the Fighting Irish look big on the field? Ben? they looked pretty good. Uh, Purdue isn't your cream of the crop Big Ten team, but they definitely presented a test. I, I I mean Notre Dame has looked solid all season. However, they are not as good as their twelve. I, I think they're a twelve. Yeah, twelve ranking suggests yep, they're twelve. They have a real problem at offensive tackle, both left and right tackle. Their offensive line as a whole is just not as good as it was last year. So we saw Purdue find a lot of success when they were pressuring Cohn early, because we know what happens when Cohn gets pressured. He's not your super elusive quarterback, uh, and and he needs timing on his side. Aside from that, though, the Notre Dame the defense is solid. They have one of the best players in the country in the back end, and Kyle Hamilton. But I I wasn't thoroughly impressed. Like they won the game. I expected them to win, but like they don't—they didn't like jump off the field. Like, wow, this is a top ten football team.
1: Well, my takeaways from watching Notre Dame just in about one and change games—you have Jack Cohn, who's Jack Cohn. We all know exactly what he is. Like Ben said, the offensive line very, very subpar. Suspect. Then you have some of the some of the weapons that Jack Hone has are bigger star recruits, right? They're the four and the five stars. Yeah, but I,
3: Avery Davis is going to be a problem.
1: But also what I've noticed is they drop a lot of balls too. They do. I've seen receivers and the tight ends, they've dropped some passes. And then when you were talking about the defense, yes, Hamilton's probably the best safety in college football. But outside of that, I feel like there's a lot more to be desired with the type of recruiting that Notre Dame gets year in and year out, especially didn't uh, the middle linebacker go down with a knee injury? Well, was,
3: yeah. Keep in mind a lot of their, uh, some of their defense is semi young because they lost a lot of great players in the NFL after last season where they are strong is up front. This guy, uh, defensive end, Myron Tagovailoa, Amosa. I think it. I crushed that. I think you
0: just, I think you picked that.
3: He was everywhere. I like they, they have players that can definitely make impact plays, but this guy, Kyle Hamilton, their safety, I mean, if you thought Jaquan Brisker affected that Penn State game, like the, this guy has a chance to just win games single-handedly on that side of the ball.
0: But the defense as a whole for Notre Dame, do you think Graham Mertz can able to, because we know Graham Mertz is good against bad as defenses. As long as
1: Graham Mertz doesn't find Hamilton... <laughs>
0: Badgers will be all right. So outside of Hamilton, Graham Mertz, he's always good against bad defenses. Is the defense of Notre Dame truly that bad? I don't think they're like bad as, as a whole unit.
3: Quite good. They are not as good as Penn State, one hundred percent. But they are—they're not a bad defense. They will present a, t- a test for Mertz.
1: See, my biggest thing looking at this game is, okay, neutral field. Obviously, it's it's in. Chicago, it's at Soldier Field. There's a lot of, you know, that northwestern Indiana and the basically the suburbs of Chicago is like Notre Dame Central, mm-hmm. like ton of Notre Dame fans in those pockets. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little probably 60-40 Notre Dame fans. But at the same time, on a neutral field, you look at these two teams. At the beginning of the year, I would have said that I thought the Badgers were a little bit better on a neutral field if I was gambling on it. Now, has anything really changed for me? I mean, the Badgers looked like ass against Penn State, <laughs> but they should have won the game. They clearly won every statistic but turnovers and the final score.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Notre Dame, they barely got by a Florida State team that then goes and loses to Jacksonville State. They had to sweat sweat one out past Toledo, who decent max squad, but no one's ever going to confuse them to a Wisconsin. And now they played uh, this weekend and they, they only beat Purdue by two touchdowns, a B- Purdue team that at best is middle of the pack in the Big Ten, more like a bottom feeder. They've pretty much been underwhelming the entire career of Jeff Brom. I'm looking at it, and I go, that defense isn't very good. I mean, their middle linebacker now out for the year with a knee injury. Yeah, Hamilton's a great, but as long as Mertz doesn't throw it right to him. Well, and... As long That's as what we Brooks, said about Jaquan Brisker, and what did he do? As, yep. as, but then the biggest thing on on uh, defense for Wisconsin is they are going to be able to get pressure on Jack Cohn. And if they can get pressure on Jack Cohn, I just don't see how Notre Dame can consistently move the football. Here, here's where I am mildly concerned, because
3: Notre Dame is going to have a similar offensive game as Penn State did week one. Kyron Williams is one of the best running backs in the country, but he's not going to be able to find much success. However, they have big play home run potential everywhere on their offense. Well, that's one, what one of the best tight ends in the country in Michael Mayer. They've Avery Davis, Kyron Williams, who I just mentioned, Their running back in the second half against Purdue. They were connecting on long touchdowns, just like instant strike. And that's what ended up leading Penn state to victory over Wisconsin, Notre Dame. It lines up. They're like Penn state junior to me. I think the quarterback Jack Cohn is similar to Sean Clifford. They have similar weapons on the outside and at running back and they have a defense. That's not as good as Penn state, but looks kind of similar on paper.
1: Well, that's, that's why I was kind of looking at it the same way as you are in that sense where, They have guys that can make big plays. Obviously Wisconsin's got a good sturdy defense and outside of some home run plays, I feel like, like you said with Penn state, if Notre Dame scores, you know, 17 to 24 points, I wouldn't be surprised. Like that's a, that's a team that's known to be high scoring, but I wouldn't be surprised if they scored 20 points because the Badgers shut them down. And it really comes down to once again, grand Mertz. And is he going to turn the football over because against Penn state, they play that game a hundred times. They should have won 90 plus of them. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: How about this? How about this betting man? Wisconsin <laughs> before this the betting season. Man? Where, uh, they were four point favorites against Notre Dame before anyone took the field. The game yesterday opened Wisconsin three point favorites. It is now up to five and a half.
1: So that's what I, I looked at that. I think before the season started, if I was going to line that game, I probably would have said Wisconsin minus three. Now we get to where we're at. I was surprised to see that line be bet all the way up to five and a half. And I'm kind of looking at it going, yeah, at that number, it doesn't really make sense. I don't know how Wisconsin got that much better than Notre Dame when we've seen Wisconsin play and we've seen what Notre Dame has done. I I just don't know how you can say they really got that much better than Notre Dame at this point. So that's going to almost make me want to take Wisconsin because I'm saying, hmm. Why is it that high? It's almost like they're telling me something.
0: Hmm. Ben. Hmm. Hmm. Why is it that high? It's interesting. Ted Nugent once said the stakes are high and so am I. But proclaims he's never done drugs. So Ben, you say Notre Dame, you're gonna lose to Wisconsin by two tutties?
3: My my initial thoughts throughout the Purdue game on Saturday and throughout the weekend are that Wisconsin is good enough if they can actually score a freaking touchdown in the red zone to win by two touchdowns. I think they're that dominant on defense and I think their running game is that good. The offense is versatile enough. I I So this has to be a max bet for you then. If you're Wisconsin saying they got 31 Notre Dame 17 is my initial prediction, but we'll see. It's got
1: to be a max bet. you got to put the car on it.
3: Uh, I'll put my house on it. What
0: house? Good point. (laughs) Ben, put everything you own on it. (laughs) It's not that much. Still.